Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 82, Why It's Hard to Be Young. It's December 8th, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and clearly podcaster. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. Why it's hard to be young. Well, not everyone agrees with me that it's hard to be young, but I'm going to be making the case that it's hard to be young in this podcast. And if you happen to be young, if you're a young person, well, then I've got some great ideas about things you can do to make your life easier. If you're a parent or adult who doesn't agree with me, well, then you can listen and say, hmm, you might have an aha moment. So there's a lot to cover. Just have an open mind. And here we go. I'm going to give you some general comments. I'm going to cover why it's hard to be young. Number three, things that you may not have been taught growing up. I'm going to briefly touch on dysfunctional families and the impact. I have a mention about parents and siblings. I'm going to introduce the self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, Be well loved. How to be happy some tools that will make your life easier, and I'm going to give you some additional suggestions on top of everything else, as well as my takeaway and call to action. Now, if you happen to be new to my content, I hope you'll visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my giveaway, because I do things, I do things that make me happy, people. I really do, and I got into giveaways early on and they're so much fun. They're fun to create. They're fun to notify the prize winners, etc. Okay, so enter my giveaway. All right, next up, this is very important. This is my disclaimer. I am not a medical professional in any capacity. I'm not a therapist. I'm not in the medical field in any way. And you should be getting your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I'm not. Next up, if you are feeling suicidal or you're thinking of harming yourself or, you know, you just feel like you can't go on in life, I'm asking you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number is 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to tell people. I am asking you to talk about it. You can put it on social media. What I promise you is that there is help available and people will help you. It, they just might not be the people that you want to help you or that you expect to help you, but people will help you. So there's that. All right. So I just want to give you some, a little bit of some background of relatedness on this, why it's hard to be young. I did a YouTube video called why it's hard to be young. Uh, some time ago, and then I was talking to young people and old people about it. People were like, young people were like so relieved. They were so happy, like, oh, yes, 
yes, oh yes, they were really, you know, like it gave young people a huge amount of relief and freedom. Now, some old people were kind of like, what are you talking about? That's not hard to be young. And then when I would talk about it, they'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like this insight of, oh, yeah. So this is my assertion that it's hard to be young. I think I have all the evidence in the world that it's at the proper position. And you can disagree with me. That's fine. That's just This is just an assertion. Now, uh, I mean, I am making, making this assertion based on research and statistics and what we know. Anyway, so if you're a young person, the balance of this podcast, after I get through the reasons why it's hard to be young, are going to give you ideas about how to have life be easier. So the good news if you're young is it's hard to be young, but there's lots you can do about that to make life easier. If you happen to be a parent already listening to this podcast, well, I hope you're going to take what you learn and apply it to your children and yourself so that your children's lives will become easier instead of harder. So don't beat yourself up if you're a parent. Just listen, have an open mind, and you know use it to create good stuff in your life because it could help you become a better parent, I mean, to be honest. And when I say young people, I'm talking about from childhood to mid to late 30s, could even go into the early 40s. And the reason for that is the brain, the human brain, is still maturing into the late 20s. So the brain is still maturing until the late 20s. So the reason my definition of young goes beyond late 20 is because the brain is still developing. Of course you're still young. All right, so... I originally, well, I have 45 reasons why it's hard to be young, and we're not going to cover all of them. I'm going to cherry pick the top reasons why it's hard to be young. And some of you listening to this will have had several or many, and some of you will have had a few, but you all have had some of them. And there's just so many reasons. I mean, I, I literally had 45 reasons in my uh podcast sketch and then I was like "Mm, yeah I don't really need to go over 45 reasons I think the first so I don't know how many I'll pick but I'll pick a bunch of them so number one reason is your brain is still growing until your mid to late 20s I mean it's still maturing not necessarily growing Um, and your body is still growing uh, until your late teens although I know (laughs) I know more than five people who grew more than an inch, mostly two inches when they were in college. So you're you're going to school, and everyone knows going to school, whether it's elementary school, you know, middle school, high school, college, it's hard. It's hard because kids can be mean. You are trying to figure out what to do with your life. You're trying to figure out who you want to be, and you're learning about life, and all of that's hard. You are experiencing peer pressure, and we don't need to tell you that that's hard. And at some point between the time you're a child and your mid to late 30s, you will have experienced death. Some of you the death of a sibling, some of you the death of a parent, grandparent, or family member, classmate. You will have experienced death. And it's very likely that you're being raised by one or both parents who have low self-esteem and you feel like you're not well-loved. That's extremely possible. It's also very possible nobody taught you assertiveness. 
and that you um, might not feel safe in life. And, and it's extremely likely that you will have had to deal with either divorce or poverty or homelessness or one or both parents having one or more addictions, the health problem of someone in the family, whether it's you, sibling, your parent, grandparent, or some other family member. <clears throat> it's very extremely likely that you've been bullied either at school or at home or in some other setting. You know, it's very predictable that you have <clears throat> been blamed for things that were not your fault. And you may even be the family scapegoat or in a double bind situation and not realize it. It is extremely likely, extremely likely that your feelings growing up or currently have been invalidated and may still be being invalidated. And it's very likely extremely likely that love and affection were missing when you were growing up. It's extremely likely that no one taught you how to deal with sadness, loneliness, anger, rejection, resentment, betrayal, and so on. And it's very likely that you will have had your first job. I mean, that's almost a sure thing. And, and it's, it's hard to have your first job add-on, you have lived through a major life-changing pandemic, add-on that you're growing up in a society that's changed where social media and electronics are kind of the lay of the land and are can be very damaging, and add-on that you're growing up in a generation where more people are physically unhealthy and require a prescription medication and or have a mental health Ill, Ill issue or illness than decades before. So those are just a few cherry-picked reasons why it's hard to be young. And I'm telling you, I'm very clear it's hard to be young. <laughs> if anybody wants to debate, debate me, we'll bring it on. I'll, I'll save my cliff notes. So I want to ask you, if you're a parent, listen to this list and ask yourself, did you teach your children these things? If you're a young person, then I want you to be introspective and ask yourself, did anybody teach you this? So this is the question. Were you taught this? Did anybody teach you this, regardless of your age? <clears throat> so that's what you want to listen from. Who taught you this or did you, did you learn it? Uh, did anyone teach you to love yourself and love your imperfections? Did anyone teach you to identify, process, and manage your emotions? Did anyone teach you what you do, what you do with, and how you uh, process emotional pain and emotionally painful situations? Did anyone teach you healthy coping mechanisms? Did anybody teach you self-care? Did anyone teach you self-compassion? Did anyone teach you assertiveness? Did anyone teach you the components to having a difficult conversation? Did anyone teach you about rational thinking versus irrational thinking? Did anyone teach you how to be organized? When you were growing up, 
Did your family have family meetings to discuss family issues, family problems, goals, events, and so on? Did anyone teach you how to set a goal and then work towards it and manage your goals? Did anyone teach you how to deal with anger in a healthy way as opposed to passive aggressive or just aggressive or turning anger inward? Did anyone teach you how to stand up for yourself? Did anyone teach you that you matter, like you really matter? Did anyone teach you that you are loved, lovable, deserving of love, worthy of love, and love and affection? Did anyone teach you about integrity and keeping your promises? Did anyone teach you about character? Did anyone teach you how to manage your money? Did anyone teach you the various and complex steps in dealing with problems? Did anyone teach you anything about death or dying? So there's a lot of things in there and by and by and large, by and large in general, I'm speaking generally now, these are things we are not teaching young people. If your parents taught you all those things, I say, woohoo, hallelujah, you know, that's amazing. But that's not what we're teaching people because guess what? We have lots of old people who don't know how to do those things, who don't know how to love their imperfections or they don't know how to, they don't have healthy coping mechanisms. So we're not teaching young people things that they need to know to have life be easier. Because when you have all these things that I just covered, like if you have a reasonable amount of self-esteem and you feel good about yourself, that gives life a different cast than if you feel like you're a loser and you're undeserving or unworthy. Those are two different things and one makes life way easier and one makes life way harder. So dysfunctional families kind of is where everything gets churned up and I I did a podcast about my parent or parents or family isn't so good to me and that's something that happens all the time all the time we have parents and siblings who are not good to one family member that is common 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 so here we have young people growing up in a family that's not nice to them because they're growing up in a dysfunctional family. And what are they learning? They're learning dysfunctional patterns and bad stuff. So this is one of the underpinnings for why 85% of the population has low self-esteem. They grew up in a dysfunctional family that made them feel they weren't good enough, they weren't worthy, they weren't deserving. And, and it's a cycle that's perpetuated. So this podcast is about why it's hard to be young. So one of the things that's going to help anyone of any age is to be able to understand that it's almost for sure, it's extremely, extremely, extremely predictable that you grew up in a dysfunctional family because that's not your fault. It's not your fault if you grew up in a dysfunctional family and you have low self-esteem and you didn't learn assertiveness and you didn't learn healthy coping strategies and, and, and. 
if that's not your fault, but now you're not, you know, 10 anymore, or you're not five, or you're not whatever, you're whatever age you are, now it's time for new things to arise. Now it's time for you to have tools that will make life easier. Because I want you to have happiness, love, and an easier, better life. So part of what's going to be helpful on this path to having life be easier. I mean, listen, life is always going to be hard. But if you have certain skills and you have certain abilities, it's way easier. I'm, ta I'm talking way, way easier. And so you could have a painful situation. But if you have certain skills, it takes the edge off. So one of the things before I get into all the good stuff is to just make a, a mention about parents and siblings. So we have parents and the rule of law is that parents do the best they can. That is the rule of law. And if you grew up in a dysfunctional family, then you might want to, after this podcast or at some point, listen to my other podcast about my parent or family isn't so good to me. Because that has a lot of good information of things that bring context and relativity to your family of origin. And I don't want you to miss that. Now, the other thing is, I don't want you to be belittling, demeaning, or dismissing the kind of childhood that you have or the kind of family that you have. Families typically don't heal and get better. Typically they don't. Would be That's wishful thinking and I'd love that, but that's not usually what happens. And so if you had a dysfunctional childhood, it's likely that that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. So you want to be able to own it and claim it for what it is and deal with the pain. Because dysfunctional families can be excruciatingly painful, like just deeply, deeply painful. So you should know that parents do the best they can. And some of them do the worst job possible. I mean, like some parents, you think, how could you do, how could you do a worse job? And it's that they're not capable. They don't have the, the emotional skills and the mental health to be a good parent. But we want you, I want you to do, to be better. I want you to have a better life and I want you to have, be happier. And I want you to be more fulfilled and joyous than whoever raised you. I and mean, that's assuming someone raised you and you weren't totally in the foster care system your whole life. And if you were, well, my podcast will help you too because that's painful. Um, so siblings can be awful. Siblings can be totally cruel, beyond cruel, to their own flesh and blood. So when you're looking at, you know, your life, this is one of the very big reasons why people end up wounded and damaged. It comes right from their parents or right from their siblings who are viciously cruel and mean. Now, if your family's like not like that bad, well, good. But they might have done other things that were harmful to you. So you don't, you want to have rational thinking. And when I say rational thinking, I have a podcast on cognitive distortions, which are so common. They are like extremely common. I couldn't find the statistic on the prevalence, <clears throat> but I think it's, it's gotta be over 50 or 60%. But anyway, 
you want to make sure you have rational thinking in your life because that's going to make life easier. One of the reasons some people have such a hard time in life is because they have a cognitive distortion that they don't recognize. And once they recognize it, then it's like, ah, now things begin to make sense. It's kind of like, you know, when I was in fifth grade and I needed glasses and I didn't know I needed glasses, and I get glasses and it was like, ah, it was like a whole new world. I remember walking to school and I'd lift them up and look out, you know, without the glasses and on and on and on. I would take them on and off because it was just miraculous to me, the difference. And that's kind of what it's like with the cognitive distortion. You don't know you need glasses. You don't know you have a cognitive distortion. Then once you get it, it's like, oh, everything makes sense. So get some rational thinking. Deal with your family of origin. At least be able to own, like, yeah, it's painful. Because you are going to build skills to make life easier in spite of your family, in spite of, you know, whatever's happened to you that's painful and that has made life very hard. So the first piece I want to talk about is what's called the self-fulfilling prophecy. So how do you expect your life to go? What are your expectations? The self-fulfilling prophecy is a psychology term that has been studied for decades, like more than four or five decades, which holds that when you set a positive goal or a positive um, intention, what happens is your subconscious and unconscious mind then direct your life, direct your actions so that your positive goal or your intention comes true. So that's called the self-fulfilling prophecy. And you want to take advantage of that because you're taking advantage of your subconscious and unconscious mind in a positive way. And if you're not using the self-fulfilling prophecy, you're using the self-defeating prophecy. So life is hard. It's especially hard when you're young and you can learn things like the self-fulfilling prophecy to propel your life forward in a positive way. Now, if you didn't know about the self-fulfilling prophecy and you're saying, oh, I'll never get a good, really good job, guess what's going to happen? Your statement, oh, I'm never going to get a really good job, or oh, they will never hire me, or oh, I'll never have a girlfriend, or I'll never have a boyfriend, or I'll... Like, if you're saying all that on the negative, that's what you're causing in your life. And in the reverse, if you say, oh, I'm going to get this really amazing job, then your subconscious and unconscious mind direct your activities and your thoughts and your behaviors to fill, fulfill on that. And guess what? You get this really great job. That's how it works. There's plenty of research on the self-fulfilling prophecy, but it's, it's important that you know that that's what happens. Whether you know it or not, that's what goes on. So now you know, and you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot with the self-defeating prophecy. And you can also, I'm going to introduce you to uh, post-traumatic growth. That's when you say, you take something hard. Okay, so right now we're talking about life is hard. You know, it's hard to be young. So it is hard to be young, in my opinion. So you could take advantage of post-traumatic growth, which says 
that you can take a hardship, you can take a loss, you can take a life challenge or some form of bereavement and use that hardship or bereavement or life, whatever, to become a better version of yourself and as a result have life be richer and more rewarding. Well, I'm a diehard fan of that. So how do you expect your life to go? That's a good starting point to go, hmm, what have I been self-predicting and what could I be? Because you want to be intentional about creating your life. Now, I am doing a podcast coming up about creating your life. Actually, I have some really cool podcasts coming up. One about anticipation, which is going to support the uh, creating your life. Because I'm a fan of creating your life, like being in the driver's seat, like writing your own story. And that podcast is coming up. But you want to start to become intentional about your life. What, how do you want your life to go? And create it in the affirmative positive so that you get the support of positive things happening instead of the self-defeating prophecy. Now, I'm going to cover a couple points <clears throat> to make life easier because life is hard. Like life is always good. It's harder when you're young, in my opinion. But to me, there are always hard parts of life because life is hard. And so I'm going to cover the most important things to help you have an easier, better life. The first one I, I call be well loved. And be well loved means that whether it's from whatever, that you know people love you. Like you know you are loved. They might You might be single. Like I'm single, but I know I've been very well loved in my life. And I know people love me. Like I know that. I've known that for a very long time. But being well-loved is not something that everybody feels or even most people feel. So my suggestion, my strongest admonishment suggestion is that you make being well-loved your number one goal in life. That whatever it takes, you have people in your life that love you and that you love. Because love is the most powerful emotion on the planet. Love is healing. Love is energizing. Love is amazing. And I'm just talking about love in general. I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm just talking about love. Now, romantic love has its own benefits. But, you know, I want you to put being well-loved on your goal list and have it be your number one goal. And in the process, so let's say you're like, hmm, okay, this makes sense. I'm, I think that she's got some logic here. I, I'm going to put Be Well Loved on my list. Well, guess what? The minute you put Be Well Loved on your list, all your issues that are probably in the way of that are going to show up. Like you might have trust issues. You might have been wounded in the past. Your whole dysfunctional family. Like who knows what might be in the way of that, but you want to get that handled. You want to deal with that so that you can be well-loved. You love people. They love you, you know, and then if you're going to have romantic love, woo-woo, I'm a fan for that. I'm, I'm creating that, by the way. <laughs> That's coming. Do whatever it takes to be well-loved. I promise you, you will never regret that. You won't regret the work it takes to get there if, it, if there's work. And um, 
be well loved. So that's number one. Number two, learn how to be happy. We are not raising children. We are not raising young people. We are not living in a society where people know how to be happy. People don't know what makes them happy. They don't know how to be happy. And a lot of times they're only happy if their life is going the quote unquote right way. So when their circumstances are not good, they're not happy. <clears throat> well, that's actually reasonable. But you can, you can learn what I call generating your own happiness. And even in the face of someone dying or difficult circumstances or something bad happening, you can still have happiness in your life. Happiness does not have to only come from your circumstances. In fact, I recommend you learn how to be happy separate from your circumstances. Now, I have an awful lot of material about happiness. <laughs> I am a diehard happiness fan because A, it feels great. It's fun. It's just wonderful. It's the most wonderful thing in the world. But people don't, and I'm a life coach, so what I know is people don't know what makes them happy, and that's okay, but you're going to have to put that on your list. Make happiness, make being happy, make understanding happiness and what makes you happy a priority. Uh, I mean, I just have so many things uh, on happiness. I mean, I did a three-part podcast series called A Crash Course in Happiness, where I just highlight the things that are important to have happiness, like really to be really happy, because there's a lot of elements. All right, so we're going to put happiness on your list. So we've got be well loved and happiness so far. Now, I want to make a mention of a couple specific tools, let's see, five of them, to really make life easier. I mean, life is going to be hard. You're going to get all these skills. Life will still be hard, but it will be way easier for you than if you didn't have those skills. So we've got be well loved. We've got learn how to be happy. The next thing I want you to put on your list is to grow your emotional abilities to be a superpower. Because your emotions actually are a superpower once you know how to use them. And I've got plenty of podcasts on emotions. Actually, I have a podcast on emotions as a superpower. One of my Newsweek.com articles under my expert profile, or you can just find it through my website, is about emotions as a superpower. Emotions are a superpower, but you have to learn how to use them. And we're not teaching people that. So that's going to be number one. You want that superpower and it will feel great. It will be amazing and it will make life less painful and easier. I promise. Next, self-care. Well, look around when you're going about your daily life. I used to do this with my kids. Oh my goodness, years ago. We would be at the grocery store or we would be at the big box store. We'd be wherever. And I would, and these were, my kids were young. And I would say, kids, look around, look at the people here in the store. How do they look? And they were always kind of like appalled, like, oh, they don't look very happy. You know, they don't look very good. No, because they didn't look happy and they didn't look healthy. I mean, like when someone's happy and healthy, they usually have a different kind of way of being or appearance. So 
my recommendation is that you learn to take care of yourself and make it a priority. Of course, I do, rec I do recommend you make it a fun and playful priority because, of course, I'm a fan of fun and play. I mean, I'm a big fan of fun and play. Why do you think that is, people? Because I've had a hard life. So, you know, if you had a hard life at a certain age, you might be like, oh, darn it to heck, I'm going to have fun and play because life is too hard. So I want you to put self-care on your list. Make it a priority. I have a whole podcast about self-care and make it fun. Make it enjoyable. You'll feel better. It's a lifetime thing and it will help you make life easier. The next thing I have, which is a wonderful thing, and you can do it, which is tame your inner critic. Everyone has an inner critic. The inner critic is nasty. It's like Sid Vicious Plus, or it's like, you know, some nastiness on steroids. So my podcast on self-care also touches on self-compassion. This is a journey where you are actually teaching your inner critic to shut up that you're not going to engage, you're not going to listen and where to, where to go. And you can do that. I mean, my inner critic rarely shows up. Like it's so rare. Uh, it's laughable when it does show up. Cause of course I just come say, Oh, I know where to tell you to go. I mean, it's it hardly ever shows up. So tame your inner critic. That's learning self-compassion and being kind to yourself. And the next one is to make sure you have plenty of really good friends. Now I know that most people, because most people, I get, I get into very deep, intimate conversations with people. So people will admit things to me partially because they know I'm not a gossip and I'm not going to tell anyone, but also for other reasons that most people, if they could be honest, would admit that they don't have enough friends or they don't have enough good friends where they don't have enough good friends that they can connect with socially because their good friends are too busy or have too many con constraints or commitments or whatnot. So making friends is not easy. It's just not the easiest thing in the world, but it's very doable and you can make friends. And I have a whole bunch of YouTube videos. I've written about it. I have a podcast about it. You want to make sure you have plenty of good friends that you spend time with because we know from a health perspective that that's so valuable. It's, it's more valuable than dealing with something like obesity. So there's major health benefits for dealing with loneliness and isolation. And you can do that by having more friends. And remember how I said, I want you to have be well loved as a number one goal. Well, friends can bring you all kinds of love and just wonderful affection and friends are good for so many things. So you want to do those things. Now I've covered several things to do to make your life easier, but wait, there's more. I know you can hardly stand it. So on top of being well loved on top of learning how to be happy, on top of growth and development, particularly growing your emotions to be a superpower, taking care of yourself, learning to be kind to yourself through taming your inner critic and making sure you have friends and enough good friends. We're going to add on to that. So I'm going to add on to 
with number one, make a commitment to this amazing life. Like make a commitment, be all in, be all in, no matter what it takes that you're going to have a life filled with love and friendship and happiness. Like why not? Or you could not, you could choose not. It's your life. You get to pick and choose how your life goes. Choose wisely. All right. We've already covered some of the things. So number two to add on to what I already said is to take people with you. Listen, if 85% of the population has low self-esteem and yes, that's the number 85% of the population has low self-esteem. So take people with you, build a team, get a buddy, make a very cool name for your team. You can make a name for your journey. It could be a journey, an odyssey or track, you know, like be creative and make it fun and playful, but you want to take people with you because they're going to get benefits. You're going to get benefits and you'll keep each other on track. Next, I recommend have a reward system. I know some people laugh that I have a reward system. Well, guess what? Everybody I coach gets a reward system. Some people are more are better about it than others, but you want to reward yourself. You want to see the progress change is not easy. It's the one thing most people will run from. People like run like crazy away from change. So you want to have a reward system and reward yourself and, you know, make it fun and playful. Like, why not? I, I do have a podcast about being, having fun and being playful and that podcast might help you because I'm mean, like, I do it everywhere. I'm just not like, I mean, I'm serious about my goals. I have big plans, but I'm going to do it in a fun and playful way because that's, that's who I am. That's what I decided to be actually in high school. I've decided I am not going to be one of these stick in the mud, serious grownups. <laughs> I just decided that based on somebody who is being that way as an adult. Anyway, all right, next, I recommend you develop healthy coping strategies and healthy coping mechanisms because that's going to be wildly helpful. Now, if you're sticking with the plan I'm giving you or the suggested plan, you're going to have be well loved as your number one goal, right? And what else are you going to do? You're going to put learning how to be happy. You're going to be self-care. You're going to do your self-care. You're going to have some self-compassion and make friends. Well, all of those things can be healthy coping mechanisms, like having good self-care, a good self-care routine, getting enough sleep, you know, going for a walk, eating, you know, better foods than junk food all the time. Like all of those things can help you cope with life. Next, I recommend empowering attitudes and beliefs. Well, you got a little, a little taste of that when I was talking about the self-fulfilling prophecy, because the self-fulfilling prophecy kind of works around an empowering attitude or belief, an empowering idea. So you, you know, disempowering attitudes and beliefs in life are common, but they're not empowering and they're not helpful. So that would be really good for you. I already mentioned, you know, if you have a cognitive distortion, which I already told you are common, 
then get in underneath that, figure it out, and deal with it because you're not stuck with a cognitive distortion. And by the way, if you have a cognitive distortion, that doesn't mean that there's something like horribly wrong with you or like you're a loser or anything bad. That's common. I think they're often learned. But you can deal with it because you want to have rational thinking. Rational thinking is going to make life way easier because irrational thinking makes life harder because you're not looking at life through a valid perspective. Next, I love this one. I love this one because it's very helpful. Like if you didn't figure it out, people, I've had a hard life, but I've had a very happy, very amazing life. And it's because of all the things I'm sharing. And the next item up is learn some basic psychology. It is wildly helpful. Like it is so helpful to, to understand about gaslighting or projection or projecting or being a family scapegoat. Like I have a whole podcast about basic psychology and it is extremely helpful. It will definitely help your life be easier if you just understand some of the basics. All right, next up, gratitude will help you. Life is hard. There's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm never going to say, oh, yeah, life's easy. But gratitude is a tool. It's a tool that can help life be easier. It can help you have your life be easier. And I have a whole podcast about gratitude. It's really, it's really amazing. And it's a muscle. You can learn. You can learn to grow that muscle. Next, I highly recommend assertiveness. I mean, my mom made me read an assertiveness training handbook in high school. Okay, it was it's a classic book called Your Perfect Right. And she did so because I had some people that weren't so nice to me. And uh, it was a life-changing event. Of course, she made me read it because... She didn't want me to nag her to tell me I couldn't go do things with people. But assertiveness is really powerful. And I would put that on your list at some point. And if you've got kids or a family, do it together. You can do all this stuff with your family. I mean, if your family's open to it. Now, if you're in charge of the family, like I had call, I would call family meetings with my kids. And they didn't really have a choice. <laughs> We're having a family meeting, you know, and about different things, about chores or about this or about, you know, a party that we were planning or whatever. Um, but assertiveness is very, very powerful. Uh, next, I recommend learning how to control your mind. That's really going to help you. It's going to be harder for some of you than others. And I have a whole podcast about learning how to control your mind. And here's the thing. If you start really focusing on managing your life, like being up to something, setting some goals, doing your self-care, you know, setting up a really high quality life, that's going to help you learn to control your mind. But some of you have very ingrained patterns, whether it's negative thinking or ruminations or brooding or overthinking or, you know, it's your low self-esteem, whatever. Some of you are going to have to do a little more work than others to kind of lasso or, or get control of your thinking. But it's very powerful to be able to be present in the moment and not having chatter or, you know, 
thoughts going on in your head. So learn to control your mind. That will really help you. And my last item, as if I haven't covered enough, see, I'm giving you all kinds of options, people, uh, is to ask for help if you need it. I talked about asking for help in, in one of my recent podcasts. Um, I think it was the last one on my, on my Life is Too Hard, because I've asked for help all throughout my life. And that doesn't mean I'm a loser, and it doesn't mean I'm not capable, and it doesn't mean I'm not functional. It just means sometimes I need a little extra hand, and I gave some examples in that podcast. So if you need help, then I would ask for help. And if you don't have someone who's standing for you, like let's say you have no family or you have a terrible family, then make your own surrogate family. Pick other people. Ask people to step in. I mean... People will love you. I promise you people will love you. It just might not be your family or it might not be your siblings or, you know, heck, it might not even be the person you're in an intimate relationship with or married to. But if you need help, ask for help and don't have any shame or embarrassment because there's nothing wrong with needing help. You know, and anybody who thinks that there's like you're less than or you're a lower person if you ask for help or you need help that's nobody I would associate with that's pathetic like everybody needs a hand now and then everybody needs support now and then because bad things happen to people and life is hard so if you need help of any kind ask for it because people will help you all right, so I've given you lots of ideas about what could you do, what you could do to have life be easier because life is hard, you know, when you're young. So here's your takeaways. Uh, number one, it's completely predictable and guaranteed that if you put yourself on the path of growth and development, it's going to make life easier for you. Number two, it's time to start building a team and take people with you, making it fun. Have parties, have celebrations, have events, and to start talking about how you feel and what you want and, and talk about why it's hard to be young because we're never going to take this out of the closet if we don't talk about it, which leads me to my call for action, which is, I just would love it if you would share this podcast with the people in your life so that they can get some ideas about how that what they can do so life doesn't have to be so hard and so we can bring some compassion and love to the young people because it's hard to be young okay that's it hang in there take care I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 82, Why It's Hard to Be Young. I hope you're going to consider everything I've shared to make life easier for you, regardless of your age. And I also hope you're going to share this podcast so other people will start talking about, oh yeah, it's hard to be young because that's helpful. And connect with me on my website so you can enter my giveaway. Hang in there for now. I love you. That's it.